Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show onto all the platforms that people listen on? And how do I make money from my podcast? The answer to all of these questions is simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now on Anchor, you can match with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that is what I'm doing right now. Anchor has been a huge help to me. Um, I had no idea how to get my podcast everywhere. That was the hardest part. Um, I knew how to record it, but I just didn't know how to get it on all the platforms. Anchor has been a great help for that. Uh, so if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast. Here we go. Round two. Millennial Mind Podcast with Sully. Um, I was going to wait until guests, but I decided to not wait um, because I want to talk about a couple of things. And um, the response was good. It was definitely solid on the first one. It was good. Yeah, it has about 100 views. So that's good. Um, everybody who did watch it said they enjoyed it. Uh, I think it was good um, that I split it up into different sections. Made it a little easier for people to skip around because I know it gets like, you know, it gets, it's a podcast, you know, so just me like rambling and, and, and stuff, but people thought it was good and, and interesting. And, uh, for the most part, I didn't really get any bad reviews, so that's solid. Um, so I'm kind of getting the whole guest thing in order in line, uh, for the summer, um, more than anything else, uh, just because of the way. Uh, things are going right now. I just got a couple more weeks of school, and uh, and then pretty much it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be grind time, make some money. But uh, on the side is gonna be this and music and everything. So so I'm excited. Uh, I'm definitely gonna get another mic and uh, just put that in the funds. Get another mic and and I'll be ready to go to get some people on. Uh, I wanted to switch it up and see if I could sit and hold it uh, in this one and how it would sound. I think. It'll probably sound all right. I don't. I don't really expect it to, to be much different. Um, so it's probably it's just a little more comfortable, a little bit different, uh, than just sitting at the desk. So just switch things up a little bit. But when I I don't know how I'm gonna do it when I have another person. I think we're just gonna sit at the desk. That'll just probably be easier. Just have like two chairs pulled up over there, and uh, that'll probably work out pretty good. So we'll see what happens. But uh, but to I wanted to talk about. A couple of the Monday thoughts, um, and then also I put something on my story the other day about how how uh, our culture came to be through a series of unfortunate miscalculations. And uh, shout out to Kevin Delot for asking the question, "What do you mean by this?" So I want to cover it a little bit, if I can, uh, mostly based out of this book right here that I talk about all the time. I think it's focusing. Yeah, it's called Sapiens by Yuval Harari. Uh, very, fa it's fascinating. It's a fascinating book. It blows my mind every time I read it. And I never was really into history 
and I mean, like I was into it. Like I enjoyed learning about the history of, of like of pretty much almost anything, like how we where we came from, right? But you don't really learn all of the up to date evidence all the time. You're just learning it from a history book that was created by by a handful of people, uh, in and uh, in a textbook format, you know. So they got to make it nice and clear and concise for everybody. And so I said, I'm going to learn this on my own. I'm going to learn some history on my own. So uh, I think that's some one of the best things you can do as well is just learn on your own. And because uh, if you think about it, because I want to talk about this topic anyway, so it's a good segue. If you think about it, <coughs> you're never going to learn anything outside of school unless you learn things outside of school. So you're not going to m- magically become smarter outside of the things you're learning in school unless you take an initiative to learn more things outside of school, outside of work, uh, which, you know, your 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 job, your full-time job, if you have one, a nine-to-five, um, or if, if yours is school, um, if that's your full-time right now, that's you, you know? That's what you invest. You're a pro at that. That's what you invest all your time and energy into. Um, that's what you're up late working on. That's what you go in every day um, to every class or to every shift. And so you got to think about how am I going to, you know, because if you want to expand and break away from that, you can't just assume that something magically is going to happen to where you can just take the next step. It might, you know, but you're not, if you want to preempt these things, you have to take some sort of initiative outside of the structure of, of what you're doing, because this could just be a, um, the current state that you're in could just be a, a time saver, you know, just like a, a, a little stepping stone to what's next. Right. And like, that's what I, that's how I see myself as well. Whether I met, whether rapping is it or production or so it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that I do it every day and I get better at it every day as much as I, or as much as I possibly can put time into it. Um, but it's not about the thing. It's just about doing, you know, because nobody, nobody ever got, better at writing songs from not writing songs they got better at writing songs from writing shitty songs and a lot of them right so if i'm going in you know i get home i'm tired whatever you know i gotta work out i got things i gotta do i got lists and i know if i know i'm not feeling it you know and i don't want to make a beat or i don't want to make a song i'll make a shitty beat you know i'll make a shitty song but there might be one bar from that shitty song that cre- could create an amazing song, you know, uh, in a different, you know, format, in a different beat or something. So that's the way I really look at it. And I think doing some sort of passion related project, um, anything really like educational, uh, reading, um, if you're religious, so maybe that, maybe that's um, a factor for you. Uh, for me, it's more of a meditation. That's really what I'm about. Um, I can't say that. Compl- I mean, I don't do it every single day, but I do it when I need it. Um, so that's what that's kind of how it is for me. But I think any sort of improvement and anything where you can gradually incline, right? So you can gradually uh, check yourself, benchmark yourself, and say, oh. I did get a little bit better, right? Like I hit, it's like working out. I did, I I hit five pounds more on my max, you know, what's get, what gets measured gets managed, right? So you can't just expect things to happen. So I think that's a good point. And I think that 
I think that a lot of people are really working hard and they're fucking grinding and they're putting in the work. And uh, I think there's a lot of people who are lazy, you know, uh, and who aren't doing that and who are just going with the motions. And like, it's hard to think about your life, you know, like it's hard to think about what's coming next, right? Like, what are you preparing for? What's the next step? What's the next job? Like, you, know, you got to look good for this job interview. You got to make sure you write a perfect resume. It's like, it's never one thing, right? It's always everything. So it's a little bit of everything. It's it's really in the details once it comes down to it. And uh, I learned from, from uh, this book right here. Um, great book for creatives. If you're a creative person, you write books. If you read, if you do, maybe not just if you only read. <laughs> but uh, if you are creative in any way, I suggest reading this book. It's called The War of Art by Pressfield. And uh, and it pretty much explains the difference between a pro and an amateur, right? And, like, right now I'm an amateur at music creation um, because I don't do it. Uh, half the reason is because I don't do it full time, but I choose when to do it, right? Um, there is a – I think he was a playwright, and he's in uh, that book. He said – or no, he wasn't – or maybe he was just a writer. He might have been an author, right? Um, but he said – he said um, – I usually wait for inspiration to strike, and luckily it strikes every morning at 9 a.m. So I think that's a pretty cool quote because it makes you realize, like, wow, you can actually do that. <laughs> you know, you can actually turn your brain on to be in that mode every day if you, if you want to. And uh, it's hard to think, like, it's hard for me to even think that I could do that. Like, if I just stopped my entire life right now and said, okay, I'm going to make music every single day, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. It's hard for me to think that I could, I mean, like, I would love it, you know, but I would, I think I would, you know. But it's like when you get down to it, I guess you don't really know. So I'm doing on time here. Nine minutes, What? That's crazy. This podcast, I'm getting in. I get in the zone. <laughs> I was trying to make this one like 15 minutes. Okay, well, I'll get in. That was a good That was a good first nine minutes. I know I'm like looking away. It's kind of weird because when I look, I got the screen and I got the camera in a different position. But all right. So I'm going to get into the Monday thoughts about gossip because I don't have time in the minute that I give myself on the Monday thoughts. So. We're going to get into it. We are going to also get into Kevin. Shout out Kevin DeLott. We're going to get into his question as well. Okay. All right. So this is, uh, like I said, Sapiens, a great, a great read. I just want to read this quote. Our language evolved as a way of gossiping. According to this theory, Homo sapiens is primarily a social animal. Social cooperation is our key for survival and reproduction. It is not enough for individual men and women to know the whereabouts of lions and bison. It's much more important for them to know who in their band who who in their band hates whom, who is sleeping with whom, and who is honest and who is a cheat. In a band of 50 individuals, there are 1225 one-on-one relationships. So let me just let me th- that's so crazy. If you think about it, okay, so if you have 50 f- people, right, that's 1,200 one-on-one different relationships. So to sustain that, you know, think about it even in a grade. 
You know, if you have a grade of 200 people, like gossip, rumor, you know, it, talk, like it runs it, you know, it runs the show. Because how are you going to know, oh, like, yeah, last year, like, I don't know, he like fucked this girl and like, you know, or like, you know, like, what I'm, I'm saying, and you know, like a lot of times, but you know what I'm trying to say. Because you don't know who's going to be a liar. You don't know who you can trust. You don't know who's going to be a cheat. So this was, we evolved. That's why our language was different. Because language was not, you know, we didn't create language. Animals have language. Um, if you, it's not, they're not just making random noises all the time, right? But we don't understand to us what, what it translates to. But, so we weren't the first to have language. But our language evolved as a way of, being able to understand the people you were around and also know if you could trust them or you could not trust them uh, with, with, you know, with your life, right? Or maybe not with your life, but in your life. So that's pretty much the expansion of gossip and, like, why I think that it's beneficial. But, I mean, it could definitely be bad. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. it's, it's always good. But I think I'm going to stick to my quote in saying that either they're jealous of you or they're right. Because I feel like that's really most of the time. They can be wrong, sure. Um, but if they're jealous of you, they're probably wrong, right? Um, and then if they're right, maybe maybe you shouldn't think about changing your life. I don't know. So I think it's just a cool concept. Something to expand upon. Something to think about. Now I want to get to Kevin DeLott's question. Um, he wanted me to just explain it, which I can do to the best of my extent um, that I have here, or to my best ability, rather. Okay, so I'm going to read this quote, too. Uh, just a paragraph. Damn, I said I was going to stop doing that in the next podcast. Now it's the next podcast. All right, I'll, I'll keep... I got it. The currency of evolution is neither hunger nor pain, but rather copies of DNA helixes. Just as the economic success of a company is measured only by the number of dollars in its bank account, not by the happiness of its employees, so the evolutionary success of a species is measured by the number of copies of its DNA. If no more DNA copies remain, the species is extinct, just as a company without money is bankrupt. If a species boasts many DNA copies, it is a success, and the species flourishes. From such a perspective, 1,000 copies are always better than 100 copies. This is the essence of the agricultural revolution. The ability to keep more people alive under worse conditions. So, nobody agreed to this deal. The agricultural revolution is a trap. So, that's also another crazy concept. Our motivator was people, right? Our motivator was more people. Once we settled down, which there's conflicting evidence on why we settled down after, because we were uh, primarily nomadic for almost all of our existence until about 12,000 years ago. But we settled down, and then it was time to plant Wheat and maize, which is corn here, um, which is what they call it in the book and in other countries. But once we could settle down and plant, that was the only food 
that you would get really right so you're practically eating cereal like oats like right if that was growing in your field that's what you were eating every day there is no there the nomadic cultures could roam and 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 pick freely what they wanted to pick and uh and and hunt the animals they wanted to hunt and if there was nothing in that region they would move so they got a large variety of food whereas when we settled down <clears throat> which was later when we settled down we had less variety we had more people. We had more infant deaths, which brought the, uh, which brought the mortality rate up, and uh, <clears throat> also skewed a little bit of the evidence. Um, <clears throat> Chris Ryan uh, likes to argue this. He's a, what is he? Uh, some kind of anthropologist, maybe. But um, he was talking about this on a podcast. Um, so the mortality, so the infant death deaths, <clears throat> sorry, the infant deaths skew the age range of people because we think like 12,000 years ago oh people only lived to like 30 no they they lived pretty they still lived old um even in the nomadic tribes they lived pretty old because you had to cut you were constantly moving like you were constantly in shape you couldn't sit and do nothing like everybody had a job right um uh, and so the the more settled down culture in a town when you have a town a village most likely centered around some sort of religious activity um, if you look at Gobekli, Gobekli Tepe, um, there's this great, these great stone structures, right? Kind of like Stonehenge. These great stone structures. And, you know, we don't really understand exactly how these people made them, right? Um, but they're just here. and they're, Or they're just not here, but they're just there now. And that's what we have. But they also found, I think it was, I'm not sure, I could look in the book. I think there was like... They found remnants of uh, of like wheat there, or some kind of plant that they could grow and harvest, and so that would make sense. They would settle down so they could practice their religion, harvest the plants. It made sense it, once they realized that, wow, we don't have to travel all the way around to get our food, right? We don't have to be nomadic anymore. We can stay here and make a make a house. You know, we could build a home and and like I don't, you know, it probably wasn't exactly how they said it, right? But that was the idea, but in five to ten generations they've completely forgot that they were ever nomadic and now now thousands of infants are dying because of of disease and they don't have the proper medical care they, they can't get the proper nutrition and uh and they can't support these these this culture they can't sustain it humans can't sustain this culture but it was the dna the multiplication of DNA. The more people you had, the more successful your species was. So it was innate. Uh, some would argue. I guess you could argue the opposite of that. Um, but, but that's really the essence of it. We wanted to create more people. Oh, okay, so we have a home now. Then we can have three kids. But then what happens with something like the potato famine, where that's all you grew? That was your only food. It was in abundance, sure. But if you have a bad season, the river runs dry, not a lot of rainwater that's heat. Like, there's all of these different factors that, that come into play, right? So, to answer the question of how, it was a series of unfortunate miscalculations. That is how. That is how. It was a, because we had no... I say we like it was fucking... It was like I was, I was up there chilling in the tribe, but... Um, Homo sapiens had no idea what was, they couldn't see the future. They had no, they thought that settling down was, was going to be so much better, but the worst, but just like the book says, 
It was worse living conditions and more people rather than less people, better conditions, better food, better life, better activity. Think about it. You're in the field, back breaking, all, breaking your back all day, hoeing and raking and, 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 and just, you know, just busting your ass, right? We're not meant to do that. Our spines are not meant to do that. That's why, that's why hunter-gatherer tribes, they had somebody who was disabled. They had somebody who, who couldn't keep up. They, pro, they, they most likely killed them um, or, or just let them be. You know, they left them because they couldn't support. So they had these communities of pretty strong people, right? But once we settled down, it was it was quite the opposite, and we had so and they find in the skeletons of these people from uh, it was around twelve thousand years ago. They find in the skeletons that they had a lot of them had herniated discs uh, from from being in the fields all day, right? And you know you look even further back thirty skeletons of thirty, forty, fifty thousand years. The nomadic tribes mostly pretty good health, um, not tons of violence. Some violence depends where you are, um, but. Yeah, crazy. So, I hope this explained, at Kevin DeLott, I hope this explained um, how um, it was a series of miscalculations. Uh, the, I guarantee there's many more miscalculations. This is the first couple that I've came across. Um, so, And I'm glad that you brought that up because it was a good topic for the podcast. So, um, so that was really all I was uh, going to talk about today. And uh, I just want to sit down and explain that because I think, I think it's good for people to know. And I'm not any you know kind of expert on this stuff. I just read it in a book and then I talk about it, you know. But I I think I think it was definitely definitely a good topic for people to think about. Let me know what you think about the podcast, the the topics like gossip and uh, series of miscalculations. And things like that. And I would gladly take requests uh, for things to talk about. And uh, and we're waiting on the on the mic. Uh, actually, I'm waiting to order the mic because I'm lazy. So I got to get around to that. Order the mic. Have somebody else on here with me. And uh, yeah, it'll be sick. So Millennial Mind Podcast. I'm Sully. This is episode two. I'm out.